0: feeling about this welcome to episode three hundred and seventy two of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart.
3: And I'm your host Will Witten.
0: And guys, we got we gotta be on the ball. No bits, no tangents will's got an important appointment in the morning early so all business no bits all right that's the gotta, Blue harvest guarantee
3: gotta go welcome baby number three into the
0: world number three 11 11 that's crazy buddy Yep, man the witten clan
3: right look at him uh I'm admittedly nervous and a little stressed. I know it's going to be fine. It's just like pre-performance jitters.
0: Right, right. Well, man, I know it's all going to be fine, but damn. I hope hope you're able to relax and enjoy it a little bit. I don't even know what to say. I've never been in this situation, buddy. So not once and definitely not for the third time.
3: Yeah, this will be my third and hopefully the last time.
0: Yeah, I hear you, buddy. Uh is Liam excited about having a new sister?
3: Yeah, he is. Liam's excited, Olivia's excited. That's Everyone's awesome. excited. That's good. It is. It's pretty cool.
0: Um how's how's my dude Liam doing?
3: He's great. Uh he's feeling better. He went to school. He's happy to be back at school. Um so listen, he's guys. He's always in a good mood.
0: Hey, he that is a happy kid you got there. That's for sure, buddy. You got a happy kid. That's a good sign, I think. I hope Um, so. So we're going to be talking about the newest episode of Andor. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Star Wars news. There's a couple of cool things. One I'm very excited about. And then we'll be hearing from you guys. We're going to, once again, get through as many voicemails and emails as we can. But we're not going to keep Will super late because he's got to go do real dad, real hardcore type dad stuff. So... Listen, Little hard dad. Uh, if you want to follow us on any social media or subscribe to the Patreon, blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com. Speaking of the My Weird Foot empire, I got to have um, dinner with Sean Hoffman and Madison this week. Sean Hoffman, Ooh. who made the uh, the website, and it was a goddamn delight. They are delightful people, and I had a wonderful time.
3: They're pretty cool folks. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, it was cool to hang out with a Star Wars friend. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, all our Star Wars friends live so far away. For one to be coming from right. Birmingham, <clears throat> doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't. I haven't hung
3: out with a Star Wars buddy since we went to California.
0: I know. So, buddy, first big thing we need to talk about is apparently Lucasfilm and Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. How do you
3: pronounce it, Will? I you know I am not sure what the preferred nomenclature is. Uh huh. I say Ghibli. Let's do Ghibli then. Um, but it could be Ghibli. You know, I don't uh-huh. know. I've never really heard. We'll say someone Ghibli. Pronounce it. So,
0: uh, being uh, one of my uh, my Sherpas through the land of anime, how would you describe like if if somebody listening right now is like, ah, I'm kind of familiar with. That name, Studio Ghibli, like it sounds familiar. What would be your uh, pull to like, this is what they've done in the past. Like, this is why they're Um, such a big deal.
3: The analogy that most people often draw, Studio Ghibli is the studio that was started by Hayao Miyazaki, I believe. And Miyazaki is considered basically equivalent to the walt disney of japanese animation right he has had a long run and a very successful run of multiple movies that he has directed produced uh created all that um and he has been going for a very long time very well respected in the field um kind of considered you know the kung fu master of Yeah. Perhaps Japanese animation.
0: And I I would say that the majority of their best known titles are from him. They do have other directors and stuff that they work with. It's not just movies that he makes, but the majority of their famous output, your Princess Mononoke, your Spirited Away, my favorite pompoco. Pompoco Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. My
3: my neighbor Totoro. Very
0: popular. Um Pompoco, not one of the more popular ones. It is about Tanuki. It's about raccoon dogs in Japan who use their nutsacks as magical devices.
3: To change shapes. Yep. To shape change. They use They're,
0: their nutsacks it's... to shape shape. shape exactly. So, listen, we can't talk about this topic without giving friend of the podcast, Aaron Boyd, a shout out. So, last year, before Visions even came out, Studio Ghibli posted this picture on Twitter that was just like a picture of their calendar, right? It was one yeah. of those, you know, those magnetic calendars where you can you move the little squares to whatever day it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. They took a picture of one of those and one of the the little calendar squares had Yoda's head on it. And Aaron Boyd was like, "Oh shit, do you think do you think they're going to have like a surprise short on Visions or do you think they're doing something with Star Wars?" And I was like, I don't know, man. That would be crazy. like. And I didn't want to get too excited about it because it just seemed out of the realm of possibility.
3: You know, at the time, I was like, surely if they were working on something like that, we would have heard about it by now. Well, that so-and-so was in production or that this would be on.
0: Then earlier in this year, he retweeted again and said, still thinking about this. So Aaron Boyd was on it, man. He was like, listen. It was consuming his his every thoughts he told me he had trouble sleeping and shit and i was like damn man it was like jacob ladder for anime weebs you know um yeah but i uh turns out he was on to something because today studio ghibli posted like a little teaser video that was just the lucasfilm logo that faded out into the studio ghibli logo Um, so they are doing something they are doing something I think the best guess would probably be a short in the second season of visions. I know they said it's, you know, going to move away from being solely Japanese animation, but
3: Mm
0: -hmm. the other problem is, is if I think about it too long, I start to get too excited. I start to think too big picture, like, Oh, maybe they're doing a movie or a a whole feature film. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the safest bet is probably just to assume it's for, for the second season of visions.
3: Am I correct in uh, thinking that Miyazaki's son was like the director for Elden Ring? Does he work from FromSoft?
0: No, No, they are not related. The two Miyazakis are not related.
3: Because I knew that the studio Ghibli Miyazaki, I knew his son was in the business. He's
0: in the business. And I,
3: I didn't know if he stayed in animation or if he had moved to video games, but they're not related. No, no, no. Two different. His his son is
0: Goro Miyazaki. Uh, yeah. And the guy who does the From video games is Hidetaka Miyazaki. I believe that's I how you see. say his name. Um, He's done. His son did that Tales from Earthsea. Earthsea, sea, which is good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, He also did that Earwig and the Witch, which I haven't watched yet, but it's like a, a, a CG directed Mm-hmm. Ghibli film or CG animated? Ghibli film. I need to check that out sometime. But yeah, Ponyo that's is good too. There's a lot of them. Cog's Moving Castle, right? Is that how to say that right?
3: Howl. Howl's, Howl's Moving, Moving, Moving Castle, Cog. That's one of my
0: favorites. I like Howl's Moving Castle. They do like some cool mix of traditional animation and CG animation in there. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I don't know what else to say until we know more about it, but the fact that you know it's pretty much confirmed now like watch it they'll be we're getting all excited thinking it's star wars and then they're going to be like guys you'll never believe it you'll never believe what lucasfilm and studio ghibli are doing together willow willow shorts no. i mean i would be My still goodness. be i'd still be pretty excited but i kind of want them to do star wars more than willow yeah be.
3: um
0: the I other thing do both and i would be happy the other thing that happened this week that was pretty fascinating is they announced the official start of production for the upcoming series, The Acolyte. I saw that. Yeah. That's going to be good. They had that. They, they had a sort of a brief synopsis of the show and then um, announced some of the casting. Um, but they said, like the synopsis sounds pretty fucking cool. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller, thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Ooh. And then for the cast, we have Amanda Stenberg. She was, they were previously announced. Uh, Lee Zhongzhai, I believe he is... You've seen the show, Well, Let me let me share. You'll be able to tell me if you recognize some of these people. I think he's from Squid Game, right? This fella?
3: Yes, I believe so, yep.
0: Manny Jacinto, who was in The Good Place, right? Daphne Keene, X-23 from Logan. Jody Turner-Smith, Rebecca Henderson, Charlie Barnett, Dean Charles Chapman, and Carrie Ann Moss. Trinity's up in this piece, man.
3: Hmm. Look at
0: that. I'll be damned. Look at her. She said, "Well, that new Matrix trilogy is probably not happening. I wonder if Star Wars needs anybody." And they were like, "Well, we just so have Funny to you need should somebody. ask. Funny you should you should ask Trinity.
3: Um, she will be good in a Star Wars movie. I can feel it already.
0: Yeah, man i i think that's <clears throat> I think that's fucking rad. I can't wait. That's a show that is really exciting because to me, like in in a similar but not the same way that andor feels different i think that show will probably feel pretty different too and yeah. it seems like it'll focus on some pretty fascinating aspects of star wars the kind of the stuff that like i really dig you know jedi and fucking dark side and light side and all that is yeah. that in an era that we've never seen in high uh, or in a uh, live action Psh, sign me up i think that's going to be cool um but speaking of andor we got the 10th episode and that shit was intense what did you think of the 10th episode buddy
3: i thought it was super intense and super good i feel like i kind of called it last week on who makes it out mm-hmm Mm-hmm. the only one to make it out was the quiet guy melchie uh melchie
0: buddy can i tell you a little something about melchie so like I heard them using his name and shit in the last two episodes before this one and I was like all right cool that guy's name is Melchi I will not remember that right and right. then I see people on Twitter talking about Melchi and I'm like is there, I was like is there a meme am I missing some meme about Melchi yeah and then it turns out that character played by that actor is in Rogue One as Melchi
3: Oh really?
0: Yeah. Talk about somebody I did I not, not remember. Know that. Nope. Did not remember. I had to look it up and I was like, oh, that's why they're talking about Melchi. Look at this. Went right by me. My goodness.
3: It, um it is intense to see them get out. Like everything has been building to this prison break. Incredibly well done. Super sad that you know, the rest of his table does not make it out. The rest of his work table. Man. Like, I
0: I could have watched, like, an extended three-hour version of them just running through the halls of that uh, prison dunking on Imperials. Like, that was yep. so fucking good, man.
3: Dude, the sadness that Andy Circus's character can't swim. I know, And man. that... It kind of looked like Cassian was gonna help, you know, like gonna find a flotation device or be like, "Look, I'll help help get you out." And then was just kind of drug, you know, in the mass of people was pushed off into into the water.
0: Yep, ripped to a real one. So something tells me that <clears throat> the off screen antics that Keno or yeah Kino yeah Kino got up to um, after that scene probably didn't. Probably didn't go real well for him. Who knows? Maybe he did find some floating. Who knows?
3: You know? Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe he finds something that floats and he takes a paddle and gets on out of there. You know, starts kicking or whatever, but I'd I be sure like, hope so.
0: I'd be like, if you guys help me figure out how to float, like, I'll make this work. Like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm not going to yeah. go through all this just not to jump off the high dive, you know, at swim practice. Yep. Figure it out, man. He's buoyant. Little Andy Circus. He's buoyant. Yeah. Um... Crazy to me that, like, okay, so the Empire has spent all this time and money and shit to set up these sort of work prisons on this planet. And basically, they beat these dudes down to be, like, a super optimal workforce that just puts these these weird devices or whatever they are together all day, right? And, like, a natural... Side effect of that is like they have this sort of like synchronicity between the different members of the table, which then basically ends up being the Empire's downfall as far as this prison goes. Because when the the shit gets let loose and all those dudes start working as a team together to take down the guards and shit, works out pretty well for them, to be completely yes. honest. A lot yes, of does. dudes got out.
3: That's right. But not And so the water Basically overloaded the floor, mm-hmm. short circuited the floor. Yep. When they turned it on. Yep. That's cool. I love the scene where he's like, you know, turn this off, and he's like, oh, it'll it's gonna take months, and then and Cassian just blasts one of the three, and he was like, yep, yep, j- turning it off right now. Yep. Man,
0: the I yeah, the fact that they shut that shit down for months, perfect, perfect. Yep. And then like, really dude. Cool. They really swung for the fences on the the speeches in this episode. They said anybody that's given oh a speech goodness. is going to nail it. Like this and I love the opening of like Cassian essentially just picking at Keno, like being like, "Come on, man, you know what we got to do. Come on." And then the way he just like erupts, "Nobody's getting out."
3: Oh my yep. god. My yep. goodness uh talk about speeches luther's speech luther's monologue about you know his sacrifice what he gives up that whole exchange with the mole deidre's assistant uh uh, finding out that he is a six-year rebel spy and several mentions of this oath like that is not the first time the oath has been mentioned i have a feeling that's going to be a big deal when they make cassian take his oath for the rebellion or whatever we'll get to see it then oh but uh they have referenced this oath several times. That's cool,
0: man. Uh, listen, I, I ain't trying to pick at scabs, break open old wounds, but listen, just hear me out. I would like to add uh, uh, add one more piece of evidence to the maybe Santa killed those that family pile. Okay, Luthen okay. th- Luthen threatened that dude's daughter. He's like, "Oh, congratulations! I'm so happy to hear about your daughter." And he's like, is this supposed to be a threat? And he's like, no, we just haven't caught up in a while, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, man. He's a he's a so. different kind of devious, that Luthan.
3: I don't think so. I think, you know, the sheer mention of it is, what, is all you need. Like, And he says it even in his monologue. Like, forced to use the tactics of my enemy. You know, abandoning my own humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man.
0: Oh, and okay, so you know the, the scene on Ferrix, right, where you see Senta, and then there's the guy that's clearly some sort of Imperial spy, right? Right. I sure as hell didn't catch that he's like, he's one of the ISB guys
3: from earlier episodes. Yeah. didn't even... I didn't recognize him, but the fact that the camera stayed on him so long, I was like, oh, that's the Imperial spy. Yeah, I mean, I, I,
0: I put that together, but I didn't recognize him as being a character that showed up before. Um, right. Right. By the way, I think Dedra might have suspicions about old Ginger
3: Stash, the mole. That or she doesn't like him bringing up suggestions to her boss, right? Like the second he brought up that suggestion, she left. She left the room. Yeah, I don't know. I,
0: I couldn't tell if it was that or if if it was like she thinks something's up by that response i don't
3: know right by his response
0: something that guy that guy with the mustache he he ain't making it out alive you can that dude had dead dead stamped on his forehead the minute he was doing that sneaky sneaky trench coat stuff like he was going to an adult bookstore and didn't want his pastor to see him right
3: you pegged it last episode where you were like oh he's given too many suggestions he's too uppity like you know, that's what made me think he's not long for this world. And I thought that Cyril would replace him. Uh, but come to find out he's a spy, uh, Dedra. Dedra's probably had him bugged that for that whole conversation. You know? Man.
0: And I liked the fact that, like, those weird ass signals that they were using to communicate that he wanted to meet. Like, she was like, they put something on the fountain and the handrail was broken off. Yeah. That's some esoteric ass signals right there. It was a
3: clean break he wants to meet today. Like, yep. Yep. yikes. That really is old school communication.
0: Um Andy Circus's speech to the rest of the prison and like it being intercut with the dudes like testing the floor to see if it's really cold. Oh yeah, super heart wrenching. And then just everybody busting out. Oh my god. So good so good
3: that's right
0: mm. i knew i mean everybody did everybody knew they were gonna nail the prison break episode it's just nice to see it pay off and be so good
3: mon mothma was
0: pissed oh dude that creepy old guy that creepy old creep that guy the the guy that's there to set up the quote unquote charity with her and he suggests right. the like arranged marriage
3: davos Skeldon. I believe is his name.
0: Okay, good call. I didn't know that. Good good one, buddy.
3: I don't know. I don't know why that name stuck out.
0: And like the way he delivers that line where she's like, I'm not even going to consider it. And he goes.
3: And he's like, oh, that's the first time you've lied. That's the first thing you've lied about today.
0: Yep. I was like, damn. Ooh. They really know how to introduce a slime ball and make you hate them real fucking quick, dude.
3: Yeah. Man. And you know what? I think Mon knows that her daughter would like his son. Because her daughter's kind of a shithead at this point. Like, maybe she grows into something better, but, you know, she seems like the kind that would marry for power.
0: Well, she definitely seems like she aligns more with her dad than Mon Mothma, right? Right. That already right. makes her a little suspect, in my opinion. You know?
3: I. I, and there's something interesting going on culturally about the Shandrilans, to where the husband and the wife have some sort of privacy in between their personal matters. Oh, you think did so? You, did you pick up on that? Uh-uh. He, he was basically hinting at, you know, I've met Perrin several times. And she was like, well, he won't be joining us for this. And then he was like, "Ah, oh, you know, there's something excellent about the tradition of chandrillon marriage and oh no i
0: think i think he is i think he's referring to the fact that mon mothma and perrin were an arranged marriage when they were young that's the backstory like she was married off to him right and yeah then i mean i got that
3: too it seemed like there was some something else there
0: and then almost you know two two little exchanges later is is basically recommending the same thing for mon's kid and uh his son that's kind of how i took it i don't know it's all fucked up
3: well that scene is a lot being said without saying anything (laughs) there's a lot of that in this show like yeah
0: they and they execute it really fucking well they really do no cyril to be seen at all in this episode i'm cool with that
3: yeah i mean you didn't need it Mm -hmm. he literally does not would not have added anything to this um I mean, maybe that's where Dedra went. Maybe she went to go activate Sleeper Unit
0: Zero. Sleeper <laughs> Unit Zero. So I know, so, so we got two episodes left, and at some point we see Luthen's ship getting in a space battle. That was in a trailer, and we haven't seen that yet. So that's part of the, like, two-episode mm-hmm. finale run or whatever. Is Is it going to
3: be two episodes at once, the finale?
0: I don't believe so. I think it's going to be separated by a week. But that's kind of how Tony Gilroy uh, described it. It's like the last two episodes are sort of like the finale wrap up to the season and lead up to
3: season two. I imagine it has something to do with that pilot ship. Oh, yeah. set adrift. I forget the name. Krieger. Krieg?
0: right they're sacrificing another sort of rebel leader yeah right like
3: yeah i forget his name all of a sudden but yeah you were they're close. ready to
0: sacrifice were... his 30 men yep yep as part of the cause that's crazy it's <laughs> crazy yep. all right buddy listen since you got a um since you got an early morning you know bringing helping helping your wife as she brings life into this world right right why don't we jump into some voicemails and emails and we'll talk with our friends a little bit and we'll call it a night.
3: Absolutely. All right. Key
0: tea
4: cockhead, the
0: only Jedi Master who can. Crush box. Kiyati cockhead running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a real serene stud. He loves to split chicks with his butt. Kiyati cockhead, so stroke his cone and suck on his balls, Kiyati kid what you gonna do when he comes on you right now He's a Jedi Council stooge but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, head kid got head kid got head Cockhead. got head kid head accidentally closed the emails. Where are the voicemails and shit are? One second. <laughs> One second. Shit, man. Been,
3: I've been if wrestling. you want to send in an email to Blue Harvest, you can, find us at, uh, you can find that information at blueharvest.rocks.
0: Yep, or you can send, just send us straight in Blue at blueharvestpodcast.gmail.com. Excellent recovery, Will. Hey, man. Been wrestling with some technical difficulties the last couple of days. So first thing we got to do, okay? We got to catch up on some emails and voicemails that we couldn't get to last week. Then we'll dive into the new ones. Uh, This is from Josh, Joshua, Josh. Hey guys, love listening to you because you're positive and you don't nitpick. You're just talking about something you love. I listened for a long time, but I had to write in because I think I've figured out some stuff. I figured someone would point one of these things out after episode eight, but no one did. And I wanted to get this email in before episode nine. First off, I think Blevins is part of the rebellion. I thought this after Episode 7, but Episode 8 sealed it for me. How would an unorganized rebellion know how the ISB works? Sure, they'd never steal from the same place, but how could, would they know to hit one system, then hit another? The only difference being that one is under the watch of a different ISB officer than another. Someone was feeding them Luthen info. Now that we've seen Blevins left the part about someone helping Cassian out of the report and never let Cyril see it, it may look like he's just getting all of his homework done and being the good student, but I think it's a cover-up. At one point, uh, he had way more systems under his observation than any other ISB officer and thus could keep a lid on it even if someone with a brain came along. Last point, I'm not just sure Cinta killed the family. I'm pretty sure she iced all those dickheads in the control center. Anyone she came across on her way to the temple where the natives gathered, and maybe with or without their help, killed all the troops there as well. When the other prisoners were asking Cassian about what was going on, one of them said it was a massacre, but was corrected by another. If you recall, Cassian had to tell his mom that Aldani was just a heist, as if she thought it was more of an attack. This all points to sin to killing everyone, and it was probably Luthen's idea to get the biggest reaction from the Empire. Can't wait to see how this season continues and ends. Josh. So Josh was on. I mean, he was on to somebody being one of the ISB agents being in the rebellion. It just wasn't uh, old Blevins.
3: Right. I liked his argument, though. Mm -hmm. Well thought out and, you know, could have been totally feasible.
0: Yeah. I mean, (sighs) to me, the 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 mole inside the, like, evil institution is such a cornerstone of that kind of story that one of them had to be, almost, you know?
3: You know, I didn't think about it when until, you know, it fell in my lap this episode, but I I probably should have been putting that together.
0: I'll be honest with you. I never expected it to be the guy with the mustache. Yeah. Never. That was not, not the one. All right, so next up, we got a voicemail from Neil...
1: What's up, and Will it's uh, Neil giving you a call from Chicago, calling in about uh, Andor episode nine. Uh, nobody's listening.
4: Um, well, you don't you have know, to say that about the
1: podcast, last week, which said that the empire is both impressive and unforgiving, and you know that continues um, to this episode for sure. Uh, I mean, that, that tease at the end um, where you find out that. The prisoners are just being recycled to other levels or other platforms and not actually being let go uh, is both disheartening and like really, really sad. Um, that guy you live like God knows how many times he uh, went through that system. Obviously, he just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, so that was traumatic and horrible for him. Um, but. Now that it seems like um, Cassian has the supervisor on his side, um, and they now know how many guards per level there are, there definitely is, you know, obviously going to be some action in this next uh, episode after this one. So, um, you know, the Dedra storyline with the ISB continues to be super interesting. Um, You know, the process of them finding Andor is, uh, it, again impressive it, the resources the empire has to make all this happen is just uh, astounding that scene where bix was being um tortured that is that's awful like i'm just i felt really bad for her character at that moment Listening to this awful traumatic sound of children being slaughtered, and it like has an extra effect of causing additional emotional stress, distress just from the sound that's made. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I literally was just like, and my heart hurt at that moment for her, really, um, even though she's just a, uh, a TV show character. But uh, again, this show just remains impressive on a level that. I, I just I haven't been invested in TV like this in a while. Uh, I look forward to every new episode and uh, continue to enjoy the breakdown. Uh, so I hope you guys are having a good week and talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Thanks, Neil. So, okay, well, maybe you can help me with something here, buddy. I don't right. understand something about the whole prison thing, right? Okay. Right. So what kicks everything into gear? is the fact that on one of the other levels there was a guy who ended up getting put on another level after he had finished his sentence right right and it let everybody on the nor- floor basically know they weren't getting out so what they did was they just fried everybody right how did do- that doesn't make a whole lot of sense right what so do you mean? okay let's use an example let's say the prison break never happened melchi finishes his sentence right? Yeah. They take him and then they just take him to another facility and put him on another floor. Every single person that that happened to would be like, yo guys, <laughs> they just put me back in here. You know what I mean? They just recycled me to a different department doing the same thing. Like you never get out. It it would happen really fast that where everybody would find out, Oh, you just never get out. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So how does it make sense to recycle the prisoners to just different levels?
3: Well, in I don't think they've thought that far ahead. I think that that may have been their first time doing it. And like you said, eventually, you know, the prisoner is gonna say, you know, I I served the end of my sentence and they just put me back in. I mean, it's possible that that was the first instance because they were asking about the new legislation about the sentence resentencing.
0: Yep, resentencing.
3: Yeah, and I I don't know that it had happened yet, so we may have witnessed the first attempt at recycling. Uh, people they may learn that it's just easier to kill the one, when they finish their sentence, right. So it and no, don't put them on another level. So it looks like he was let go. That's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Than having to stick someone else in on a new Frying floor, trying floor. to get more productivity, you know, and then having to fry the whole floor, you know. Something about I, that they whole process just they go.
0: didn't. I just, yeah.
3: I mean, and then when he shows up, you know, the corrections officer tells him that this is an experimental facility, you know, an experimental program. Um, I, I was wrong that the the insulator boots were going to play uh, a part.
0: Yeah, they, uh, not once not once you know, i was I told, surprised i was completely they passed surprised him
3: several times on that and i was like oh well i guess the, the whole thing is going to be shut down i guess there's no reason right uh but i i totally and that's either misdirection or just me you, you know i was just making that up in my head i guess
0: all right let's hear we got an email from mr 100 kobe kobe
5: Hey, Hawes and Will. It's your boy, Kobe, a.k.a. Mr. 100. How's it hanging? Hopefully, you're keeping that shit clean. Hopefully, it's hanging clean. I know it is, so... Um, I gotta say, before I go into my Star Wars-related thing, uh, side note, I just finished watching Lost last night. I watched the, the finale, and I'm not gonna, like, spoil anything or anything, but I just gotta say, wow, what a fucking ride. That was nuts. I love it. I loved it from beginning to end. Um... I'm confident saying it's probably my favorite show of all time. Holy moly, I, I, look what happened. I don't think happened. I'll ever, you know, I don't think I'll ever have anything like that again. And I'll be chasing that high for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, that aside, that was what I did, you know, the last few nights. So I I didn't watch Andor yet. I haven't watched it yet. It's Thursday afternoon when I'm recording this. I'm going to watch it tonight. Um, but I got to say, Andor, right? What, what's... What's great about Andor? What do me personally? What do I love about Andor? Uh, I love the story. I love everything that's going on. But the most important thing to me about Andor is the precedent that it's creating for Star Wars in the future. We're kind of at a crossroads in the you know in the Disney Star Wars era where they don't necessarily you know have the most locked down idea on what they want to do. You know, as it comes to you know movies and in the future of Star Wars. Right? I know it'll be good. I know whatever they decide will be good, but. I think there's an avenue right now that could be explored for Star Wars that Andor is creating a precedent to go down. And that is a different take on Star Wars, right? Andor is down to earth, it's, you know, it's kind of it's somewhat easy to follow. It's real people doing real things. You know, there is a sci-fi and Star Wars y element to it, but it's not super sci-fi, not super out there. You know, there's no wizards running around with laser swords and force choking people. It's very simple. And I love that for it. It's simple in a good way. Um, and it's it's take it's doing this kind of like, you know, it's doing a it's doing heist Star Wars, it's doing prison break star wars, it's doing all these different things that we haven't really seen. in in a in a very like simple down-to-earth way um, without all the sci-fi element to it and that's what I want to see I look at a show like Lost which is obviously on my mind like I can't get it off my mind right now but I want to see you know Lost Star Wars Lost is very sci-fi and out there like Star Wars right but I want to see like Star Wars go down the the you know go down the rabbit hole and do all these weird twists and turns and flash forward flash sideways flash flashbacks like I want to see weird you know like mind-bending lost style Star Wars it's spooky season right I'm not the biggest horror guy I like I like what I like but I want to see you know law or excuse me Star Wars horror right I want to see you know uh uh, whatever that may, whatever that may look like in the Star Wars universe, I want to see uh, Star Wars horror. I want to see, I want to see all these different you know takes and kind of genres on Star Wars. Not in a not in a, like a ridiculous like crossover campy way, but a way more like a realistic take on like what if Star Wars was this? What if Star Wars was this? What if we did this like in a Star Wars setting? I want to see some more of that. And I think Andor is a good like zeitgeist, uh, or not sorry that's not the right word, Cat, like a catalyst to to add to that zeitgeist side of Star Wars. I want to see, I want to see that right. Um, that's that's kind of what I had to say this week. I want to know what you guys think about that. Do you agree? Do you disagree? And like what if you do agree or disagree? What would you or wouldn't you do uh, in that setting? Um, so as always, you guys are the best. Have a good one. Peace out. Uh, P.S. I just got to jump in quick and say uh, I enjoyed the shit out of playing Fortnite with you guys the other night. If you ever want to do that again, you know where to find me. Have a good one, gentlemen.
0: That's right. We did play some Fortnite with Mr. 100. He's good at a Fortnite. Go That's figure. True. He's got them young boy reflexes. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Us yeah. old guys are like, oh, watch out over there. Nah, man. Kobe was on it. He's good. So, like, to me, the, like, The fact that Andor is so good and that it is so different and seems to be being received as well as it is, you know, is a positive sign for seeing more Star Wars that, you know, breaks the mold a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they took this chance and it didn't do well, it was getting bad reviews or, you know, wasn't well received. Then you know they. You could see them being like, "Oh, well, I guess we, uh, I guess we should just do, you know, lightsabers and Jedi and stuff all the time." But that hasn't been the case. So I think it's just a matter of time. We're gonna see I them try just about anything.
3: I could definitely dig a Lost style Star Wars oh, show. My. I don't know how you would execute that, but I can, I can, in my mind, I can see the, the fan, fantasy mystery elements coming together.
0: Buddy, you know we talk about it occasionally. It's one of those things where, like, I don't, you know, it, it is it is Star Wars. It's you know, it's older now, but like the Mortis arc from Clone Wars. Part of the reason I like it so much is because it reminds me of Lost. Yeah. There's like a Lost vibe
3: to that episode. The very episode fact arc of where they exist is like the island. Yeah, it's like it's like a. Like, a they, space Island. They essentially
0: land on the space version of the island for Lost for three episodes and some shit goes down, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, all right. This is uh, now we're getting on to the, uh, the emails from this week, okay? This is from Jacob. Okay. This is our wizard buddy.
4: The wizard returneth. What's going on, Hazen Will? Hope your weekend 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 is splendid. And uh, I'm just sitting here eating some Doritos, looking at some cheap swords on the internet, (laughs) wondering if I should order one or not. And in the background, I'm listening to, uh, on the YouTubes, a performance of the band Vanilla Fudge. And it's definitely, you know, late 60s, crazy psychedelic you know thing going on you keep me hanging on and uh during the performance the uh lead singer slash keyboardist organist guy he's wearing an ascot just like fred from scooby doo yes you heard me correct ascot and while the performance goes on his ascot slowly becomes unraveled until at the very end it's not even tied anymore But he's rocking so fucking hard, dude. They all are in that song. It kicks so much ass that he doesn't even care, man. And uh, that leads my mind this week to think of, you know, sometimes when you're kicking ass at life, you're doing your thing. You're rocking out. Sometimes your ascot becomes unraveled. You know, things may not go the way you want. And uh, so I thought I'd bring a little magic to you guys this week. And anytime, you know, work, whatever, bogging you down at the moment, I want you to just go like this. Ah! Yes. Visualize yourself being a motherfucking eagle. Make that magnificent eagle sound and just. Be like, man, I'm an eagle. I'm flying above all this bullshit today, man. And uh, next thing you know, you're going to be feeling better, man. Some If someone hears you making eagle noises, they might think you're a little fucking weird. But <laughs> it's all good, bruh. It's all good. And uh, that's just all I really have for you guys. Andor still kicks ass like none other. I love Tales of the Jedi. That first thing with Ahsoka was so cool. I'm still thinking about it, Dooku, little bastard, <laughs> and uh, just want you guys to have a great week. Peace and love, yub nub motherfucker, yub nub. Jacobo Wizardo out.
0: Was that a hand? Did I hear a hand drum of some sort? Was that what I, I-
3: think so? A bongo or a hand drum,
0: buddy. Another journey, another journey.
3: I like this. I, I do like where too. The wizard stuff is I, going.
0: I do too, man. I really like it. I really like it.
3: I'll be screeching like an eagle, and then catching fish I, out of.
0: You know stream what? I think we should just go for it right now. Like he put so much work into it, so I'm just gonna give him a. Kaka <laughs> <"Caw-caw!" laughs> You know. Hmm. Didn't really work yet, Jacob. But maybe it takes a little while. You know. Maybe I didn't feel do like a good
3: one. Soaring with the eagles.
0: All right, here's an email from Jess who did the uh, the Blue Harvest Lo-Fi mix. Ooh, uh, nice. he Can we start a, a petition to get Jacob with the mouth harp to write the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Also, my hot take: Cyril's mom ain't that bad. Being a mom is tough. Okay. Mm. Taken up for the moms in the world. I see. You know. Just says, hey moms, I got your damn back. All right. he, they also sent in another one. So okay, I'm not trying to raid on your Cinta family killing parade halls, but this Gilroy quote might push me over to Team Will. Uh-oh. There's there's competing evidence being submitted. Um, however, as we don't explicitly see Circus's character die on screen, could somehow survive this dangerous situation gilroy remained coy but it seems there could be a glimmer of hope for fans he said we're pretty clear about when people do die and it's left somewhat enigmatic i don't and so listen i don't know that they're that clear about when people die because i had to watch that heist episode twice to see how many people died
3: they were clear though once you went back and watched it it was obvious who died where it was very fast and I think that's so the the violence rating doesn't get too high. But like, here's a. I still I don't think Cinta killed the wife and child. She may have killed the imperial officer, but I don't think she killed the child and the wife.
0: Uh, here's a pod question from Josh. Been meaning to ask this for a few weeks now. Do you think we'll see any more of the children of On Canari this season? Thanks. I don't think so. I think they're done with that story. I don't. That's also a little weird to me, right? Like this how it seemed to the element of cassian looking for his sister right like is what led to where he is right now in a weird way like he goes to that bar looking for information about her the two dudes follow him he kills them so on and so forth right mm-hmm. and then that sister thing is just kind of dropped i mean his mom marva did mention it the last time we saw her where she was like give up the look for your sister
3: yeah there were no survivors. Um, but I, I am curious as the lead that he followed was interesting because you don't know. You know, clearly there was a girl there at some point. Right. Right. Exactly. That matched that description.
0: No, that's that's really fascinating to me is that like uh, there was a somebody. And then that's I just
3: have, I have a feeling it'll come up later
0: yeah i i can't imagine that that's something that they just put to the side and don't go back to right like yeah. that does not seem like the course of this show or the style of this show hmm. it is a, i do have a question about i mean like i do have questions about it so that's interesting mm-hmm. all right here's an email from roy Hey, Halls and Will. After episode 9 and 10 of Andor, everyone is wondering what will end up happening to Mon's husband and kid. I'm personally wondering if her speaking out against the Empire catches up with her and there's an assassination attempt on her that claims the life of her child and husband. The attempt would then lead to her to fully commit to leading the rebellion in the open. We see in Rebels that she's on the run for some reason and maybe this attempt is why. The look on her face in episode 10 when she is presented with the idea of introducing her daughter to a potential su- suitor shows the level of rage that messing with her daughter brings. Also, we've seen the Empire has no problem killing children. What do you guys think? Too far-fetched? Love the, s- the show? And of course, ignite the green. Oh, man.
3: I don't think that's too far-fetched at all. I mean, that, that would definitely be motivation for Mon to go all in on the... The rebellion? The rebellion, but I do believe that she is she not still part of the Senate at the end of uh, uh, a New Hope or something like that.
0: I can't remember. I, I have a hard time remembering sort of the timeline. Like I know she speaks out against the Senate and rebels. There's like the hologram where she's mm-hmm. talking about the Gorman massacre and shit. But that's a little bit of ways from this, right? Yeah. If if that if something like that was going to happen, I don't think it's going to be in this season right? Like I don't think this season ends with Mon Mothma getting found out. I think it's coming in this show. I just don't think it's necessarily in this season.
3: And I mean, bail Argana is able to work within the rebellion and not be revealed up until the destruction of
1: Alderaan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still consider Leia a Senator and shit like, so yeah. When is old bail going to show up? God damn it. That's who we need. That's that's who she should be talking to, not slimy skis ball. Let's let her kids get married. This is where what time do we live in? This ain't science fantasy. Marrying kids off. And I sh-
3: need Jimmy Schmitz. Jimmy Schmitz,
0: get in here and pull beat up this ball. That's all that's gonna happen. He's gonna come in, like they're gonna have their next meeting. You're just gonna hear one of them star Star Wars doors open in the background. Jimmy Spins, Jimmy Smiths come in resplendent in a cape whips that skis bags ass and just walks out not a single line of dialogue and my mother was like you're looking for a banker <laughs> yeah my, I mean, my mother was like that was bell organa credits season two's coming all right let's hear from carlo good evening
2: Hawes and will uh another excellent episode of Andor. Andor episode 10 um but first i kind of want to throw out a little theory that I had going on uh, from Andor episode nine. So in Andor episode nine, Bix is interrogated in the most tense scene in star Wars for me. Uh, Just everything was magnificent. Uh, But she's interrogated, tortured uh, by Dr. Gorsh. He explains that the screams of this species, uh, that were being killed more specifically, the screams of the children, um, Uh, is what's being used in the torture device Um, and those have lasting effects he made mention of some soldiers that were found essentially with you know they've lost their minds Uh, he alluded to that or something to that effect and given that the torture technique also is used to get the truth out of people is it possible that this species that they were killing are the same species as the boar gullet what do you think about that? And as for episode 10, just a magnificent ending to this prison break arc. Um, I like specifically how it's it wasn't easy. And um, this is not a criticism of Star Wars necessarily, but in Star Wars, things for the heroes tend to go very easily. You know, they'll easily get a uniform they'll break in to an imperial facility do what they got to do and head on out and it's usually not a problem uh i like how an andor here just i mean it has the episodes to take the time to build up to this intense uh ending to an arc um that perhaps star wars has not had the opportunity to do in the past but more specifically for me this series makes everything feel uh, earned. And when the heroes are triumphant, um, I'm cheering and in a way that I haven't before. Love the show. Just wanted to share some thoughts and get that theory out there. May the Force be with you.
0: Well, look at him. Now, Carlo comes with a deep-cut gullet theory. Man. That's interesting.
3: I don't think it's the case, but that's very compelling.
0: I think it is interesting, too. I don't know. Well, kind of like you. I don't know if it's necessarily the case, but that does not stop me thinking that theory is fascinating, you know? Um,
3: yeah, man. I will say, until the torture scene with Biggs, like the Borgullet scene was probably the most horrific scene in Star Wars. Obviously, to me, Biggs is seeing Trump that big time, but. Um, the boar gullet scene is rough.
0: It, uh, do you think maybe there's going to be a whole three-episode arc next season about them finding the boar gullet? That's when Star Wars turns into a horror movie. Oh, my goodness. my god Saw you Man, you be getting a little too crazy, man.
3: Saw Gerrera has no chill.
0: He has no chill. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trap a boar gullet. Where would he see that? Do you see that on like the uh, the animal rehoming page on f- f- Space Facebook?
3: Wherever, wherever Han Solo learned how to trap a Rattar. Yeah, please space tell me you're not. Please tell me you're not plan. hauling raftars. I'm hauling raftars. <laughs> what happened to the rest of the crew? I'm hauling raftars. <laughs> How'd you get them? Used to have
0: a bigger crew. Where are they? There's one. Man, the Wrath Tars. Pour one out for the Wrath Tars. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. Like, yeah, give me that backstory. Give me the backstory on the boar gullet instead of, you know, something else. Let me let me see what that thing was, was up to. You can't just go to the corner store and get a boar gullet, I can't imagine.
3: Yeah, I doubt it.
0: You know, you don't put that on the Postmates order. Um, no, I'll you take a, the nacho fries box and one Borgullet, please. Man, buddy, I think we're going to cut it there. I, and actually, that's all the emails and voicemails, I think. Well, so, we got caught up. We got caught up. you going to have a baby tomorrow. By this time tomorrow, the, the Witten clan will be five strong.
3: I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just want... I want everything to go well and everybody to be healthy. Hey
0: man, that's what that's what we're all pulling for. We all we all got your back. Blue Harvest Nation got your back, buddy. Unite. Unite. Oh man. Well guys, listen. Um leave us a review, please. That would be cool if you left us a review. Uh check out the Patreon. You can get all kinds of bonus shows, immediate reactions to the Star Wars shows and all kinds of other stuff. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. If you like the band that was kind enough to provide the the music for our theme song, you should check them out. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Check out me and Steve on the High Potion Podcast, and I don't know, man. I guess we'll see you guys next week. We only got two more Andor Two more andor left. Well, and then I guess it's just waiting for
3: Bad Batch, Bad Batch. And then we wait. Yeah. I saw the Bad Batch ship. The Lego ship on the on the there's a bunch of Legos out, like all the toys are hitting the shelves in Walmart and stuff. There's like a hundred and seventy dollar Optimus Prime that looks amazing. Oh, I've seen that. The um I guess I think it's called the Justifier, the Bad Batch Ship. It's awesome like Oh
0: yeah I gotta go look I guess all the good toys are gonna start hitting for Christmas and shit huh?
3: and you need to go now because they're getting snapped up if you oh, really yeah. wanna see the good stuff yeah I don't know that I'm
0: looking to buy any of it but I do wanna yeah. look at it you know right Like, to there's get a money. bunch
3: of cool Star Wars stuff man. Mm-hmm. lots of cool Star Wars Legos I saw
0: yeah the last time I went to the store and looked at the, the Star Wars stuff uh, it was pretty light they had you know those those tiny little ships that I'm into they had some of those yeah. but like any the other. quadrants cool, stuff. You know, the, any of the other stuff seems pretty light, but maybe it's about to get refreshed. Yeah. Did look at the Fortnite stuff. It's only a matter of time before I buy a Fortnite figure. I just know it.
3: Just for fun.
0: Just for fun. All it's going to take is seeing a figure of one of the skins I like. I said, mine. All right, guys. Mine. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Uh, until then, this has been Blue Harvest. And I'm Hals Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be
4: with all of you. May the Force be with us.